Oh, hi, Jim. Oh, hi, Aaron. Uh, so we went to see uh, The Disaster Artist tonight. Uh-huh. Uh, the movie about The Room, uh, written, directed, produced, starring Tommy Wiseau. Wiseau? Mm-hmm. Uh, and this one was uh, directed by James Franco, starring James Franco. Not written produced by? or written. Ah, uh, shit. Uh, it's actually based on the the novel The Disaster Artist. was written by uh, Tommy Wiseau's friend and collaborator, Greg Sesterno. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think of this movie? Uh, I, <laughs> wow, wow. Um, I, I kind of went into it expecting not to like it and I came really? out thinking that was way better than I had hoped. Okay. Uh, there are like some things that I wish they would have gone into a little bit more, yeah. maybe a little more of the pathos and less of the uh-huh. jokey jokey, but overall I think it had a really, it had a, a better balance than I expected and... It it had more heart than I expected too. Yeah, I think this is the more nearly perfect form of the thing they were trying to do. I yeah okay because because you're right. It's a really hard thing to do. I I was wanting a little bit more prying into the pathos, but then that would yeah. have fundamentally made it a less fun film. Absolutely, and it probably would have pissed off Tommy and that. Yeah, kind I of... <laughs> I kind of wanted a little more of the wrestler in this, but yeah, but. But what they gave me was satisfying on a different level, which yeah. I really enjoyed. So before we go further, I want to talk about our background with the the room. Uh, you and I were roommates when this thing started really taking off. We had one bedroom. We had, we had one. We had one. You bedroom. set up a curtain. Yep, yep. Uh, you helped me dye my hair on a regular <laughs> basis. Uh-huh. I. Uh, did this thing? I'm like, man, have you heard about this? The Room? Because we kind of we got on a kick of watching bad films. We watched mm, uh, yeah. Birdemic and a bunch of other shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we we tried to watch this twice. We tried to watch the Rift Tracks version of this, and it just repelled every effort because we'd always get to. <laughs> there's this sequence early on in the film of like three back to back terrible sex sequences. Yeah, just and like, extended longer than you'd like, ever like, want. It, it it's not even fun. No. And and we didn't know this because uh, Cecil and I pushed through this years later. But like, if you get past those first thirty minutes, the movie gets sublime. Mm-hmm. There's just, 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 just it, it. It's it's almost gothic in how terrible it is, um, and it can be a lot of fun. Uh, you mentioned that you might take a stab at watching the room. Did you? I did. I you, watched. I watched it all. Today. I would have bought. I would have bet two months' pay <laughs> that you didn't. I watched the whole thing today. Did you really? Yeah. Did you really? And, and I have to say, the movie was better for it. The Disaster so. Artist is better for it. Because Be- if I hadn't seen that, it still would have worked on some level, yeah. but definitely I would not have gotten any of the jokes. If you like this film, I think you should stick around for the after credits because there's a oh, yeah? bunch of shot. They, they do side-by-side, shot-for-shot, shot, mm, about yeah. three or four minutes of the film. And, and, and there's a lot of laughs because I think a lot of people that have not seen The Room – assume some of this shit was exaggerated. <laughs> and, like, uh-huh. I have no doubt that some of this shit was exaggerated, but nothing about the room yeah. with them making it and filming it and, and how the actual shots looked and played out, it was, like, beat for beat. <laughs> um, and there's, like, some of the credits, like, it's it's James Franco doing as Tommy Wiseau, doing, like, a karaoke version of some of the songs that are on the credits. And then at the very end of the oh, credits... I didn't say that long. At the very end of the credits, uh, there's an extended scene of James Franco as Tommy Wiseau 
interacting with the real Tommy Wiseau as if they were at a contemporary, like, 1999, 2000 era rooftop party in L.A. Oh, wow. And okay. it, was, it was really good. It was really good. But I, nice. I, I just think this thing is, is super fun. Yeah. Like, um, and I think if you – it reminded me a lot of Ed Wood. Have you seen Ed Wood? I have, yeah. Long time ago, though, I don't remember much of it. And and there's like two critical differences. Ed Wood was as much about him trying to get financing because he had to lie, mm-hmm. beg, cheat, and steal to get everything he got, and him trying to balance the needs of those, you know, uh, contributors uh, to and and his desire to make a terrible film as an artist mm-hmm. was fundamentally different from Tommy because he's. You know, apparently he have those constraints. Apparently, yeah. he just has infinite money, which we'll talk about in the spoiler section. Uh-huh. Uh, and the other thing is, like, I guess Ed Wood, as portrayed by Johnny Depp, is a much more kind of a sweet and light character, whereas Wiseau could get Tommy could get dark. Yeah, and Tommy, there's I, I don't what's the I. What's the deal with Tommy? Like that maybe maybe this is better spoiler fodder. I, I think so, yeah, because we're gonna have to talk about the movie. Because he's that. just so he's such a such a fucking contradiction. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But yeah, and there's so many famous people in the m- movie. Like Sharon Stone came out of nowhere to do mm-hmm. uh, a, a, a cameo. Judd Apatow is in here. Like there's a lot of like. Uh, um, did you know that Allison Brie is married to Dave Franco, James Franco's uh-huh. younger brother who played Greg? No. Yeah, they just got married this year. Okay. Crazy. Crazy. Mm-hmm. James Franco's little brother's married to Allison Brie. <laughs> it's almost like the... Who is the, also in this film. The circle of Hollywood is kind of all connected, and yeah. you got to know people and marry people. Yeah. Yeah. Brian Can- Cranston just walked yeah, on. and that was, was, awesome. was uh, Malcolm in the Middle era. Brian Cranston was mm-hmm. pretty sweet. Uh, I Yeah, I, I, I can't say enough good things about this movie. It just made me really happy to watch it. Uh, yeah. and the audience was fucking in it. It was a packed house. Like, oh no, it plays to like if you are a fan of the room. A, you've probably seen this yeah. before we did or something. But yeah. uh, if you're a fan of the room and you're into kind of the culture of it, you definitely need to see this. Don't skip it because what whatever your preconceptions are about it. Oh, I don't like James Franco or right. I don't like Seth Rogen. No, go I, see it. I they say, do it justice. James Franco is kind of like I. I used to hate James Franco. Uh huh. Uh, there was a lot to hate about James Franco until he did Spring Breakers, and then his <laughs> career really turned, for a little bit after turned that. around. But he's kind of one of the more interesting actors going around now. Yeah. Between his shit and Deuce, the Deuce, and uh, uh, the Disaster Artist, mm-hmm. and Spring Breakers, <laughs> uh, like he, he's done a lot of like interesting uh, work. Yeah, and he's not really afraid to kind of like like. I mean, it seems like a genius idea to make a biopic based on the time, but that still is probably pretty risky. It's, I think it's a hard thing to do. Yeah. Because um, I said, you don't, it's it's weird the mix of like affection and ridicule right. that comes across in the entire community around Tommy Wiseau. You know, it's right. not yeah yeah yeah. It's not just like oh well, this movie wants to take punches at him. No, it also respects and loves him. Yes. In a weird way, you yeah. know. And it's similar like, again. It's very similar to the tension of Ed Wood. There's something. There's something mm-hmm. endearing, but there's also something very pathetic. And like it, yeah. the movie teeters between because I think if you go too far in either direction, it, it yeah. stops working. But somehow it continues to thread the needle mm-hmm. and keep it light, keep it moving. It's also a very tight film. It's like maybe 90 minutes long. Yeah. Like I couldn't believe I looked down when we were getting out after I stayed for all the credits. 
shit, we we sat down to I think start recording this podcast like nine thirty. Yeah, and that's with trailers and all that kind of crap. So mm-hmm. I, it's a great film. I think you, I think uh, if I, I almost I think any lover of cinema because there's a lot about. I mean, it's a funhouse version of the Hollywood dream, but there's a lot of. You know, yeah, it's almost like the passion for anti Hollywood dream. Yeah. You know, like a guy who made a movie so bad that he became famous for it. Yeah, uh, it's. I mean, it is a version of and the I Hollywood swear to dream. God, I saw, There's more than one way to make it. I guess I saw him and Franco, Tommy and Fra- and James on. I think Jimmy Kimmel, mm-hmm. and I swear to God, from Tommy's whole pov throughout the the promotion of this movie i feel like his attitude is like this is all according to plan yeah like i mean i that's I, my question my biggest with, question like, is when was that plan formed how did that plan come about because oh, he's full of shit i i, I don't i don't believe you i believe no, him i'm just saying absolutely i don't yeah, think it was ever okay. his plan but at some point he realized oh there's a plan here it just wasn't my plan uh-huh. i'm gonna go with that plan because that's a really good plan yeah when did that happen? And I don't think it happens as the movie portrays it. I can't imagine that it happens yeah. that way. Yeah. But we'll talk about that, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I get the thing is I don't know a lot uh, culturally about The Room. I just found out like two weeks ago that The Room has kind of become the Rocky Horror picture of yeah. this kind of generation that people do the midnight shows with the synchronized mm-hmm. stuff. And like I kind of really want to do one of those um, yeah. sometime this year. I was looking for um, – there was the theater that used to do them in Cincinnati but as far as i can tell they stopped in uh, in 2015 hmm. my big hope is this is a huge hit and some of these indie cuz we got we got a we got a, a, you know a decent you number do? of indie theaters here in Cincinnati we yeah. could we could use our our ill-gotten fame and fortune on bald move to set our own up what? rent out a theater are you suggesting bald move puts I'm on saying, a midnight showing of the i think we have the pull wow <laughs> Wow! 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 Jim, all right. I like I like where your head's at with this. Uh, should we move on to trailer talk? I do want to say the audience there, yeah. was. Uh, let's say I don't know how old they were, but if I had to guess, twenty nine to thirty four. It's very. It's very, like a demographic there for yeah, sure. It's, it's very late late millennial yeah. to mid Gen X crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I saw were, no old people. I nope, saw no young people. Nope. Uh, maybe That's... I think one kid with his mom there. Yeah, like kid, and I I say that generously. He was probably like sixteen. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But yeah, it's a very specific crowd that it draws. Uh, okay, well, let's talk about trailers. Do you think okay. this will make a lot of money? Huh. It'll make more than the room made in its opening weekend. <laughs> Eighteen hundred. I think bucks it already has, judging by the crowded theater budget. Yeah. Do you think it'll get any Oscar buzz? Oh, that's that's such a loaded like. How do you give an Oscar to someone who's purposely doing a bad job? Because <laughs> they do such a convincing bad job. Yeah, I mean that's the same question with. The, but Ed Ed Wood, if I recall correctly, um, made a lot. Made got got. I I think. Um, oh shit! Who plays Bela Lugosi? It was a Mar- Yeah, Martin Landau. I think he got an Academy Award really? for his playing of a washed up heroin addicted. Bella goes. By the way, I'm going to say everyone should go see should see Ed Wood. Yeah. Ed Wood is an incredible, incredible film uh, by Tim Burton and and Johnny Depp. And there's just a ton of people, ton ton of famous people in it. Bill Murray's in that fucking movie. Is he? God, yeah, I don't he is. That. Yeah, it's it's is he one of the Money Men or something. No, he's he's um he's like a deeply closeted gay man who's just a hanger on. He just he just does acting. 
just hangs around the set. No, he, he does acting. He does. He's oh, like okay. he's just one of like it. Like that's the other thing is like Tommy Wiseau didn't seem like he rolled very deep. No, he rolled extremely shallow. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing about him. He did not have any friends, and that's why he took to that, that's, Greg. That's so another quickly. contrast to Ed Wood because Ed Wood had like a whole posse of yeah. people, of weird eccentric people doing weird eccentric things in L.A. I think the reason this doesn't have a shot for like Academy Award kind of stuff is because it's almost like too funny. It's almost like a standard Seth Rogen thing, and it doesn't lean far enough into the pathos. I, I think a lot of people are going to ding it for that hmm. because. Tommy Wiseau's character is barely explored, and I know it's a mm. he himself is a bit of an enigma. Right, so it's hard to explore a man uh, there's who doesn't like leave, not, leave not anything on the there, table. There, you know, there's got to be though, right? There has to be something there to drive you to make a movie like this. Yeah, there's something in inside of him, but what it is, he won't he won't tell us. He tried to tell us. He tried to tell us with this fucking movie. Yeah, it's just he. It was so poorly executed that we could not possibly understand it. Yeah, there's a lot of... I can't wait to get into the spoiler section because there's just a whole lot of theories behind the making of and stuff that I've been kind of absorbing um, uh, today idly. Um, So, are we getting ready to talk trailers? I forget. Sure, yeah. Okay. (laughs) um, So, I got there a little bit late, but I think the first trailer was for Game Night. Does that sound right? Uh, No, the first trailer was actually for a movie called cock blockers what? starring John Cena and some other people where he he blocks cocks drinks a beer with his ass I, I don't know it's it looked like maybe the worst thing I've seen all year okay it looked fucking terrible uh, 20 years from now uh-huh. disaster artist part 2 <laughs> It Why was, did John Cena butt chug a butt? <laughs> the problem is it's too well made. Like the, people can actually act. It's just a terrible movie. Um. So next next trailer was for Game Nights. Yeah. Which yeah. is Rachel McAdams and Jason Bateman, who's a spy. Maybe. What's the premise of this movie? Because no. I, so the the beginning of the trailer, um, starts with essentially like Clue mm. or or like a House on Haunted Hill or something. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they're all invited over for a murder mystery. Mm-hmm. And the person who's conducting the murder mystery, it just so happens, gets taken hostage, like gets actually captured by real killers and drug out of the house and they get mixed up in a real situation. Mm. Okay. At least that's what the trailer wants me to believe, and I don't I, I know thought, if that's true or not. I thought the, the second half of this trailer seemed very entertaining and funny. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know the it rest of right. it. right. But, like, she's, she gives him, a, at some point, a rubber squeaky toy to bite on for, like, the pain mm-hmm. of doing self-surgery and him. Yep. You know, it's a standard ripping into a guy without anesthesia, except for now he's making <laughs> these pathetic squeaky. I, I thought yeah. it looked kind of funny. Yeah, there were some pretty funny things. Probably not a bald movie. Uh, You know what might be a bald movie? Uh, Shape of Water. Yeah, hell yeah. Which I believe is is a Hellboy sequel or prequel. It's it's the origin story of Abe Sapien. Yeah, really. And I think it's going to dovetail. Oh, that instantly makes me less excited. I thought this was going to be something. You don't like Hellboy? No, it's not that I don't like Hellboy. It's just like I thought this was going to be something like super interesting and unique, and it might still be. I don't know. Yeah, but. I don't want it to just be a fucking comic book movie. I don't think... I mean, it didn't feel... No, it, it, it doesn't. It feels nothing like Hellboy. And again, the fact that it's a prequel where this looks like it's before he joins up with the beer... I, I think it's it's set up to do the David Harbour. Okay. Uh, for, no. I think it's set up to like kind of lead into that. Um, gotcha. But then again, I don't, I don't know because I, I started to do some reading and I, it was mixed whether it's like... 
I don't know. Like, is the new Hellboy movie attached to Del Toro? I have no Cause idea. Because I, I, I thought I read something where, like, maybe these things don't have anything to do with each other. Like, like Del Toro's doing the one and this other production's doing the other. And there's a little bit of acrimony. I don't know. But it looks pretty cool. Uh, it's got General Zod in it mm-hmm. being evil. Yep. It's got hidden figures being yep. in it being good. Uh, it's got a bunch of other people. I mean, I actually, it's got a fish man and a woman who I've never <laughs> seen before. What, what do you want from me? Uh, I did recognize Helen Mirren in Winchester, colon, the house that Ghost built. This oh, movie, yeah. I don't know what to say about it. Helen Mirren is uh, Madame Winchester, mm-hmm. heir, heir to the Winchester fortune. She has built herself a mansion with over 500 rooms, and it seems like it's always under construction, and she's always... This is the true part. This is the and true all part. All of the haunting parts, probably not true. And then, yeah, all of it being built by ghosts, since yeah. ghosts are a thing that are not real. Yes, I think that's... that's... But she, she did have a penchant, let's say, for... A penchant? Yeah. For construction on her home, and she had a ton of weird, like, secret passages. Do you know about and, this? Yeah, okay, I've okay. read about this house. I've I've read like I've read like a Ripley's Believe It or Not, like literally, it was like a I, I think a five paragraph thing in one of their museums I've been to. Okay, <laughs> I think uh, that's all you really need, though. Five paragraphs and you're done with. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Without the ghosts, without like the thirteen ghost shit happening, <laughs> there's not much. Five hundred ghosts at least. Yeah. Uh, one for each room building, yeah. Because else, why would you know? I mean, I, I'm assuming they're theming it based on their own lives. Mm. Um, I don't know. That doesn't seem like a bald movie either. Wrinkle in Time by Madeline Lingle. Yeah, I was uh, super disappointed when I realized what this was. Really? Because I thought the setup sounded kind of interesting. Chris Pine opens some portal to let him travel faster than life, ninety-one million billion light years or whatever. Yeah. And I was thinking, okay, we're gonna get a cool sci-fi idea here with yeah. chris pine at the the front of it and then it turned into wrinkle in time and i'm like ah fuck it's you know a, it's a ya thing cecily loves this book she's got a she's got a lot of affection this is the sure. book that my literature teacher tried to get me to read in sixth and seventh grade but i because i think she recognized i was into science fiction but i I was reading way like I was reading like fucking <laughs> Bradbury and Asimov and uh, uh, Niven and yeah. like I get the wrinkle in time I'm like there's no alien sex in this lady why <laughs> why am I wasting my time is this a ring world no it's not a fucking a wrinkle get the fuck out of my uh, ring world with this shit uh, I don't I mean it looks I, I'm gonna give it a shot I'm gonna give it a shot because okay. Cecily's gonna see it anyway but yeah. uh and I'm one of those people who never read the book when I was younger. Right. Um, and I think if you have, you probably have a lot more affection for this. You're, yeah. you're probably excited about it if you read the it book. It looks like, it, it looks I amazing. thought it was like some sort of Wizard of Oz take until I started realizing, oh, and I saw Oprah, I'm like, oh, it's this because I, I remember the teaser trailer. I didn't know if Chris Pine was in it. I didn't know that it's got, I mean, I, I thought, I don't know, because I, I remember reading the first, I don't know how many pages I got, and I just, I just thought it was so fucking boring. Hmm. Um. But uh, again, don't don't hate me if it's good. I was only twelve years old, you know, didn't know anything, and I still haven't read the book. Uh, the other thing that I'm kind of kind of curious to see is maybe a bald move project just for the spectacle of it. All the money in the world. Oh yeah, starring Marky Mark and not Kevin Spacey. Uh-huh. Like I saw a trailer for this. Kevin Spacey is fucked two months ago. They've already replaced all the Spacey. Holy shit! Like, like it's done, and it's going to come out in like two or three weeks. Because, and 
I, I, I'm hmm. amazed. I'm amazed how fast they turned around and, and shit can Spacey on this. <laughs> it turns out Kevin Spacey pretty replaceable. I guess so. I guess. And honestly, I think this guy looks better at it. Like, I guess the thing is, like, uh, I don't. Kevin Spacey didn't play that old and creepy, but this guy. I, yeah, his... I, I think I remember this trailer from not too long ago. Yeah, no, totally. Because we, we, yeah, yeah. Um, it was I, a different trailer, though. Very different. It did. It was this. Well, I mean, it was, a, I guess, a teaser versus the actual. Yeah, um, it focused a lot less on the old man being so rich but not caring as much. This and, makes and it, it seem like more stuff. This makes it seem like this old man is just really Christopher Plummer. He's the the not yes. Stacy. Um, but yeah, they they the way they shot it is they, they made it very very clear that he's sinister, mm-hmm. which maybe means he's not. I think he's the kidnapper. Really? Yeah. See, I'm wondering if he is the kidnapper, if it's more of a um, there will be blood where he just just has an unnaturally cold re- and not give a shit relationship with the son. Could be. Uh, and that is the trailers. Okay. Which means this is where we, we part ways with the, the people are not club members, unfortunately, because uh, the uh, bald movies, uh, first round bald movies is financed uh, and, and made possible by participation in the club. If you want to hear our spoiler filled uh, discussion of the disaster artist, as well as next week, a little film by the uh, by the by the name of Star Wars coming out. Me and Jim, lifelong Star Wars fans, we might have some things to say in the spoiler section of that one. Mm-hmm. If you want to get in on this stuff, you got to join up at the club, club.baldmove.com. For this and many more features, 